Crippled Content Creations presents Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability, with your host, Andrew Gerza. Disability After Dark, with Andrew Gerza, shining a bright light on sex and disability. Hey there, welcome to This After Dark Mini 11. This is the mini-sode of Disability After Dark, and this is episode 11. What I did for this week is I went through my email box, and I had some emails that I hadn't really addressed yet, and I looked for one that was really cool that I could do for this mini-sode, and so this is episode mini number 11. Let's get right to it. If you go back to episode 79, it's where I listen, where I talk about my introduction to puppy play and puppy that and the whole puppy persona and how that relates to my experience as a disabled person. So a couple of weeks ago, I got an email in my email box that I was like, wow, this is not what I was expecting. That's awesome. And the minute I got it, I had to read it because it was just it was I how I knew immediately that it would become a Minnesota thing because it was really, really cool and I wanted to share it almost right away. So it says a letter to Power Pup is the title. A letter to Power Pup. It's not as detailed as our last Minnesota. PS the next time that people send in Minnesotes, make them super detailed because I love them. But this one is nicely detailed for sure. They say, Hey Andrew, my name Oh, I almost gave away their name and they didn't say that. They, they, what they actually say is, Hey, Andrew, I'm writing today in response to your pup play episode, which I just loved. Well, thank you very much for that. They say, My name is Danny, but at events I often go by Pup Ori, short for Orion, as the pup shirt is a star. Oh, that's awesome. It's so cute. I'm neurodivergent. I'm trans and non-binary. I use he, his pronouns. I'm a queer, non-sexual pup. I didn't know you could be a non-sexual pup, but I sort of figured that was a, that was a possibility, but I didn't know. So thank you for letting me know that's your de- designation. He says, in the last year, I've stepped into the pup community of Los Angeles. Most of the conversations I have surround the white cis male majority and the discomfort I often feel I often have. Wow, let's start again. Bubba. Bubba. Most of the conversations I have surround the white cis male majority and the discomfort I often have around a lack of seeing myself represented back in the typical pup archetype. I discuss this quite often with my partners, my QTPOC friends, and online. With this ever-present critique, I acknowledged I love puppy play. I learned more about it through Tumblr, after noticing a rise in trans, non-binary, and gender non-conforming people discussing how they felt more accepted in their gender or gender expression through puppy play. This has definitely been true for me. When I have a handler, I don't have to be asked my pronouns, which some days I find emotionally exhausting. Instead, my handler is asked my information. I struggle to talk to people so this is a big relief for me. 
I get to just get my belly rubbed and not worry about gender for once. The thing I'm leaving out is my entire life, I've had trouble with my mobility and chronic pain. I use a cane on and off depending on, on my pain levels. In the last year and a half, the usage has drastically increased and I've had a lot of feelings around that. Although I'm getting used to having my collapsible cane in my bag nearly every day now, when I first started using it, I struggled with a lot of internalized ableism. In fact, for a few years, I refused to use my cane at all. Oh no, your cane is a great thing. It's totally, it's totally a mobility device for you. It's a great option. In the last year and a half, my pain spikes have made denial no longer an option, and my, and my mobility is starting to change the way I navigate spaces. I'm lucky to have a partner who helped me acknowledge and honor my needs. And this is where puppy play comes in. Around the same time I was recognizing I needed to change again how I treated my body and how I ran my life, I was talking to someone who kept heavily recommending I try puppy play. As a job, I actually train and work with dogs. Ooh, puppers! What kind of dogs do you work with? He says, I have a few mental illnesses that made working with people and customers very difficult. I have anxiety around feeling forced to talk to someone which causes major dissociations, but dogs are a subject I know so well that there's always something I feel I can say. But most days, I don't talk to anyone at all. It's just me and the dog working on some skills and sharing some fun times. A lot of the dogs I work with have medical needs that mirror my own, although I've always been conscious of their capabilities, ready to change their routines based on their fluctuating needs that can change day by day. Wow, so it's kind of like working with real dogs mirrored your whole experience with disability, which mirrored your whole experience with pup play. That's kind of, that's a lot of stuff, but also that's amazing. He continues, Yet I've always been hard on myself. My emotional connection to dogs made me start considering the recommendation of trying puppy play. And with lots of discussion with the handler, we found ways to incorporate the physical care I required into play. Over the next few months, I went to events, met other pups, worked with a handler, and spent a lot of time on self-reflection. You see, puppy play gave me an excuse to sit or lie down without feeling more self-conscious. It kept me off my feet. It gave me a reason to wear padding and play on mats that felt good on my joints. And when I'm in the midst of a bad pain flare, I had people who were happy to just feed me treats and run their fingers through my hair. I could be an active pup at the park on the days my body was capable of that and be a couch lounging pup on the days where moving was hard. And although, for personal reasons, have caused me and my former handler to go separate ways, I will credit them and Puppy Play for getting me to examine how I treated myself prior to this year. I'm more vocal about what my body needs because I was trained into that habit. I try and treat myself as well as I treat my actual dogs and the dogs of my clients. Wow, again, it's really awesome that your disability and Puppy Play really mirrored. I'm pretty sure in episode 79 I say something about how disability and pup play can go together and it's really really kind of awesome that you're sending me an email now that that actually tells me that this is a real thing that's awesome that's great 
He continues, these days I see my doctors more regularly. I monitor my pain levels more closely. I found medication helps without disrupting my sensitive digestion. I use my cane more, and sometimes I carry it with me even on days I don't need and I don't end up needing it, just in case. I'm living the life of a laid-back, straight pup with a good pup pals and an amazing pup brother who helps me on some of my bad days. I even have close friends who scratch my chin and affectionately refer to me as a puppy when I'm not feeling well to cheer me up. Puppy play is tied instrumentally to my disabled identity, and I'm so grateful for it. Thank you for sharing your experience and feelings with it. Treats and Puppy Tales, Pup Ori. I am so excited that somebody listened to my pup play episode and decided to show how pup play and disability, a kink like that, how those two things should go together and why it's important for them. That that blew my mind and this email is amazing. And to pup Ori, to you I say Aru, thank you so much for writing in. I give you all the scridges and all the pats. Thank you so much for telling us how your pain levels and how your disability and pup play go together. It's it's a real privilege I get to bring these two worlds together and to talk about this stuff. Thank you so much. That's about it for this week's Minnesota. I want to encourage you to send in your Minnesota ideas. I actually got an email from somebody the other day who emailed me and said you should ask your listeners to send in their most horrible travel stories. I just got back from Australia and I have some really shitty travel stories when traveling with a disability and I'd love to hear yours. So if you want to send in an email for a Minnesota, whether that be about sex and disability or just disability generally, make sure you email us at disabilityafterdark at gmail.com. And that's been Minnesota number 11. Thanks so much for listening and get ready for Friday's brand new episode. It's a good one. It's the birthday sex episode. So prepare yourself. It's going to be really, really hot and really, really fun and surprisingly confessional. So enjoy. Thanks for listening to Disability After Dark, the Minnesota. Copyright Notice. Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Andrew Gerza and Crippled Content Creations with music by Chris Ujiuchi. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright Crippled Content Creations 2018